0: But keep my commandments in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years, and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit unto him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, as a Father, the Son, he delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver, and heals better returns, than gold. Amen? The writer of the book of Proverbs writes and he says, my son do not forget my teachings keep my commandments in your heart. From verses 9 and 10 we begin to read about how we honor God with our first fruits and how our barns will overflow and our vats will overflow with new wine. But the reality is the basis for blessings, the basis for overflow, the, the criteria for God's uh, favor over your life comes from the point of you saying, keep my commandments. He says, then your life, will be, uh, years will be added to you. He says, then let love and faithfulness, find them on your around your neck, write them on the tablets of your heart, then you will win favor. With God and men. You want to find favor with those you work with? You want to find favor with those you, you live amongst in your community, in your family? The Bible says you get love and faithfulness. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. That's how you find favor. And he says you will find favor and a good name in the sight of God and men. I pray today that God will begin to bless you. I pray that the superabundant grace of God. Later in verses 7, he says, Do not be wise in your own understanding. Fear the Lord. He says, this will bring health to your body. Amen. Amen. We want to walk in divine health. We want to walk, live in divine peace. We want to experience divine provisions. But the measures of all that God has for us, comes by us fulfilling the key principles that he has laid out in scripture. And I pray today that as we obey his word, may his grace be multiplied upon our lives. So Father, we come before you this, this evening with hearts of gratitude, with hearts of praise. We know that all that we are, all that we have is because of your grace. And so, Lord, like your word says, O God, that we should fear the Lord and shun evil. That in this day, like you said, also in Malachi, O God, that there should be a fear of the Lord, a reverential fear of the Lord in the hearts of people. I pray today, O God, let us come to that place where we just acknowledge who you are. Acknowledge what you are doing that you are God over all the earth yes, my God. and so today we pray O oh Lord, rise up oh God, rise up oh God in this day, rise up in this hour, rise up over nations, rise up, up over our city, rise up yes, over Chelmsman, rise up over Durban, rise up yes, over KwaZulu-Nakauk, Kwa-Zulu. rise up over South Africa, rise up over Africa, rise up, rise up. Over the continents of the world we arise up. O oh God of oh God, arise. Let God arise and the enemies be scattered. Let the voice of the enemy be silenced in the day.
1: Lord,
0: we pray. We pray. O oh God, keep us near the cross. Keep our hearts stayed on you. Keep our minds stayed on you. This is our prayer, this is our desire that you will show up, O oh God, in all of your glory, in all of your splendor, in all of your power, oh God, manifest, oh God. So tonight, as we dedicate this time and as we dedicate of this time of worship and praise and, and prayers been offered up to you, as we dedicate this time of getting around your word today, I pray, O oh Lord, that you would speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord. I pray that in our, in our lifetime, may there be, O oh God, an outpouring of fresh revelation. Let there be an outpouring, O oh God, of fresh manner, oh God, if you say, O oh God, today that will overcome. You will give to each of the hidden manner. And I pray today, oh God, that there will be hidden manner that will be revealed in this generation. In our lifetime, even through our mouths and notes, through our lives, oh God, and through our ministries, oh God, and ministries across the nation, I pray today, raise up people who have a hunger and a passion for you. Oh God, so we declare open heavens over this house. Open heavens over your people, oh God. Oh God, minister, minister. Amanda.
1: Welcome Holy Spirit into this place. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. We just worship you right now, oh God. Yeah, there's no one like you, Father. And we understand that we are nothing without you, O Lord. You right now. I'm here to tell you that you're surrounded, that the doctors are gonna get confused right now. That the sounds are gonna be coming back. I believe you're so sorry right now. That God has gone before you. Your blood tests are coming back here. I believe right now.
0: divine healing yes, Lord. we speak divine healing to everyone that is feeling sick in their bodies is feeling uh, whatever the illness may be right now we believe God that God is able to heal yes he said he sent forth his word and he healed all of yes, our yes, sicknesses yes, he healed all of our diseases as our group. Brother Lorenzo felt it in his spirit. It was a a confirmation to me that there are many that are out there. We we focus so much on COVID and and we know there are many that are struggling. And those that are battling COVID right now, God is going to heal you. Some of you may be battling the aftermath of uh, symptoms and, and conditions that have arisen as a result of COVID. But God is going to deliver you. He's going to bring you out of it completely in the name of Jesus. That there will be no symptom of it left. There will be no symptom left in your body. Every infection will begin to dry up. Every,
1: every, every
0: condition that has arisen as a result of it will begin to dissipate. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we speak to those that have Breathing conditions, Lord, heal. Father, I pray, oh God, that I, I pray, oh God, for lung infections. I pray today, oh God, that you are healing. You are healing, you are healing. Oh God, for those that are having, oh God, those that are having cardiac conditions, oh God. Whatever it may be, whether it be high cholesterol, whether it be, your oh God. Just conditions, of oh God, that have restricted blood flow. Those, of oh God, that are battling with circulation in their body and, and blood circulation running down their legs, I pray. oh God, O oh God, that today every blockage will be released in the name of Jesus. We speak to their bodies, respond to the word of the Lord. We say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Sugar diabetes, that uh, sugar levels are, are coming down in the name of Jesus to normality. Oh God, we pray, oh Lord, high blood pressure and hypertension is coming down to normal in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that we declare that you said you come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. We trust in you for a supernatural flow Oh God, kidney infections, oh God, liver conditions. Father, I pray today, O God, there's a cleaning up in the name of Jesus. You have beautifully and wonderfully made us. Every system in our body will respond and be created by the handiwork of God. We are His handiwork. We pray today in the name of Jesus. Headaches and beak waves are going in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Spasms, oh God, the muscle spasms on the neck and it's
1: going down the
0: spine. It's been healed in the name of Jesus. We speak to lovers, oh God, love conditions, oh God, to begin to respond to the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we speak to bodies. Oh, gosh, I'm if you would just stop here, whatever, you may be standing in the gap, you may know of somebody today that has had this condition, has had one of these conditions that we have named. I want you to just reach out to them this evening. I want you to just call them on the phone. I want you to just pray for them. If they're in your home, I want you to just go and lay your hands on them and just begin to speak live. Speak live, speak live. In the name of Jesus, speak healing. Speak healing as a point of contact today. I trust you, I challenge you. Let your faith go. Let your faith be increased. Let your faith be increased. If you know somebody that is going through this, some hurts. Some emotional pain. Some of them that are going through mental anguish. Oh God, heal. God, heal. God, heal. God, heal. God, heal. Oh God, we believe in you for testimonies that are coming out of this moment. testimonies. Oh God, that there's healing virtues. Like, oh God, when the woman with of blood touched the head of your garment, you said, somebody touched me. I found virtue in the heart of me. Oh God, may virtue. May virtue flow out of your heart in the name of Jesus. Oh, sending ministering angels, that a happy healing in their wings, Oh God, entering hospital. In, entering bedrooms of houses and homes and families in the name of Jesus right there in that chair God is going to raise you up
1: God is going to raise you up God is going to raise you up yeah. come on
0: somebody all oh, in us beginning come in prayer with you to be the God, we on earth, we lose will loose in heaven. Oh God, this is the authority, this is the authority that you've given us, oh God, so God, come in, enter uh, the room, enter the in the name of Jesus, and the in the name of Jesus, unbelieving, unsaved homes, miracles take place at the word of the Lord. May they see Jesus. May they see Jesus enter the room. May they see Jesus enter their rooms. In the name of Jesus, visions and dreams. I pray divine encounters. I pray. Oh God, the for lukewarm Christians, heavenly come here. You may be sitting all on your own Feeling that you've been forgotten God knows your name God knows your name You may come in contact with this message or this prayer Or this meeting through some means or the other But I've got news for you. God is about to turn things around. God is about to turn things around. Mother, don't give up on that child. God is going to turn things around. God's going to turn things around. I declare that this is your midnight hour prayer. The kind of prayer that makes the prisons begin to shake kind Of prayer that makes gates begin to rattle, begin to open. The kind of prayers that make chains begin to fall off. Without keys, it begins to fall off. It, 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 it begins to, bondages are broken. It is a kind of prayer, it's at midnight hour. It's a it's song of deliverance. It's a song of, of restoration. Man of God, woman of God, I pray today, may your faith be strengthened. God has got you. God has got you. God has got you. You're important to Him. To that businessman and businesswoman that, that things business has not been going the way that you've expected it and it seems like everything is hard and it seems like there's no end in sight or no breakthrough on the, on the horizon. God's got you. God's got you. God's got a blessing with your name on it. God's got a blessing with your name on it. He's about to turn things around. I I, I call to remembrance every child of God. I call to remembrance every seed that you have sown. Everywhere, every place that you have planted. Every place where you said, oh God, I will be faithful. enough." I want you to know a faithful son and daughter. You will be remembered in this hour. You will be remembered in this season. God is showing up on your behalf. God is showing up on your behalf. Oh, in the name of Jesus. We speak, oh, we speak, we speak. You said, if you would decree a thing, it will be established. You said, for those that know their God will do great and mighty exploits. And so today, do it in our day. Do it in our life. So we thank you for answered prayers. We thank you for supernatural interventions. We pray tonight to God that even as we receive your word, the word of faith that will ignite us, that will strengthen us, that will equip us for the journey. Thank you for your daughter. Thank you for the fresh revelation. Thank you for the words that you put in her mouth in her heart. And as she articulates it today, God, have your way. God, have your way. Bless you today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. May we just the to I'm going to hand over to Pastor Maggie. She's going to bless us as well. Amen.
2: Amen. I greet you this evening in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. What a beautiful name. What a powerful name. The name that is above every other name. Now, uh, this evening, I just want to, I'm going to conclude my uh, series that's called Arise and Rebuild. And I just want to recap just for the last two sessions before we go into today's lesson. And we know that we started off with the book of Ezra. And in the book of Ezra, uh, the Lord stirred up the heart of King Cyrus. He called the people to rebuild. And we we know that in the first lot of people that went on to Jerusalem, there were about fifty thousand of them, and King Cyrus gave them the resources to rebuild. And then we find in the Book of Haggai, which we did the, not last week but the week before, where Haggai reminds the people of their purpose. We find that as they got into to build, they uh, somehow got lost along the way and started to to concentrate on their own homes. And Haggai comes on the scene and he says, you know. Why are you concentrating on building your own homes? What about the house of God? And so Haggai was focusing on the physical building. But today, I'm going to speak on the book of Zechariah. Now, the book of Zechariah is loaded with vision, prophetic vision and messianic prophecy, which means that in those visions that God gave to Zechariah, it was about building up the people and giving them warning and also encouraging them. And then we find towards the end of the book, towards the last few chapters, where he speaks about the promise of the coming of the Messiah. And so when we look at Zechariah, his encouragement was not only to build the physical temple, but his encouragement was to build up the spiritual lives of the people. Because he realized that once the building was done, there had to be a people that will come in there that will be prepared to worship God, that will be prepared to give their sacrifice. A people that will come and to to look for God and to serve God, but also to know that there was a promise of the Messiah that was coming. So if they had this word in them, there was something that they had to look forward to. So this is what the book of Zechariah uh, is all about, just in a nutshell. But when we look at Zechariah chapter one, and from verses one to six, and I just wanna read that before we, uh, as we start off. And it says, in the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Ido. I just wanna stop there, because when I looked at the meaning of the names of these three men now, Zechariah was the son of Berechiah, his grandfather was Ido. Zachariah means the Lord remembers Berakiah means to bless and Ido means at the appointed time so if we put those three names together that speaks of the very first verse of Zachariah it says the Lord remembers to bless at the appointed time
1: mm-hmm. now
2: You know, sometimes we can just read the scriptures and not really know what is going on. But when you really get into into the word of God, we find that there's so much of treasure in that. And for me, for the Lord, for this word to say to me in the book of Zechariah at the very beginning, that the Lord remembers to bless me at the appointed time, I want you to take that word today. Mm -hmm. If you don't take anything else from what I am going to teach tonight, then take that word. Is that the Lord remembers to bless you at the appointed time and i believe that this is the appointed time we're living in because we have vision like is in the book of isaiah uh, the book of zechariah we have messianic uh, prophecy that says there's a coming second coming of the lord that we need to prepare and look forward to now we all know that for us we are the prophetic house and for those of you that have been listening to our messages on a monday It's called Prophetic by Design. Why is all of these things at this moment, there's an urgency in the heart of God for the church to know what's on his heart. And at that time in the book of Zechariah, it says that in one night he had eight visions. Imagine that. He was sleeping, but God was giving him vision after vision after vision to speak to the people, to warn them, to encourage them, and to show them that he's God. Then it goes on in verse two, it says, the Lord was extremely angry with your ancestors. So tell the people, this is what the Lord says to me. Return to me. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts and I will return to you. Now when we look at this, God doesn't say I will come to you or I will return to you. The first step is on us. Mm -hmm. Return to me, says the Lord of hosts. Then I will return to you. So we need to understand that we need to take that first step. The initiative is ours. Mm -hmm. God cannot come and force us to serve him. You remember what we spoke about in the book of Ezra when I said, God requires us to serve, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. He needs us to serve him, but he won't force us to serve him. We have to come to him first. And it says, when you come to, when when he's speaking to the people here, he says, return to me, which means that they were gone away. Mm -hmm. And now when we look at the body of Christ and we see that there are so so many people that turn their hearts away from God. Many people through this pandemic, they're blaming God for what's going on. And that is the reality, no matter how much we may try to sugarcoat it, but it is that way. And yet, and so slowly they've moved away and they've concentrated and focused on other things. But here when we look at, it says, return to me. God in this day and age is calling for the church, the body of Christ He says, return to me. Because when you come to me and I return to you, then everything else is gonna fall into place. We have to understand that. Then it says, do not be like your ancestors, the earlier prophets proclaimed to them. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Turn from your evil ways and your evil deeds But they did not listen or pay attention to me. This is the Lord's declaration. Where are your ancestors now? And do the prophets live forever? But didn't my words and my statutes that I've commanded my servants, the prophets, overtake your ancestors? They repented and said, As the Lord of hosts purposed to deal with us, our ways and our deeds, so has he dealt with us. We have to understand in, in, in all of the three books, there's a There's a call to obedience. And if we want to arise and rebuild, we have to purpose in our hearts that we have to come before God in repentance, in confession, in obedience to him in order for him to work through us. We cannot stand in disobedience before God and expect everything to work out in our lives the way we want it to. And when it doesn't, then we start to blame God. But throughout this whole time, in in all of these books, there is a call to repentance. Now, when we look at these eight visions, I don't have the time for us to go through all of it, but I just want to give you a little summary. There there are eight of it, and it says, the first one was there were four horsemen of different colors. This vision was a representation of God's plan to rebuild Jerusalem. The four horns, was a vision that would represent God's power over the powers of the, of the known world, of the enemy. It's God's promise that He is going to destroy the powers of the world in this messianic age. The measuring line is another reminder that God is the master builder. It does not matter how much we can try to rebuild. He is the master builder. He is the one that is in the center of everything. Then we look at the vision of the high priest. This is the process of preparing the church for the spiritual age that is to come, but there must be a spiritual cleansing starting from the very highest. Yes, amen. That means from the very leaders, from those that will lead flocks of uh, uh, and, and the churches of God. There has to be cleansing from the very top. That means those of us who focus on ourselves, those of us who take uh, uh, take the glory for ourselves, no flesh will glory in his presence. It says it has to start from there, that cleansing. Then we talk, we see the, the vision of the golden lampstand with the two olive trees, and I'll go back to this a little later. It says, this is the a vision, represents the presence of God. The golden lampstand and the two olive trees. Then we find the other uh, uh, three that speaks about the flying scroll, the woman in the basket, and the four chariots, uh, uh, sorry, the, the flag scroll and the woman in the basket speaks about us repenting from our sins, as being aware of dealing, dealing with our sin. And the four chariots is a vision that assures us that the peace of God will reign in the earth irrespective of whether we serve him, whether we give him our lives or nothing. God is in control. Amen. And his peace will reign on the yeah. earth. We have to understand that. When we look at these visions, the first thing we see is that there is a promise of God that he will rebuild. And we have to, when we're looking at, maybe in the book of Zechariah, but God is speaking to us today, that irrespective of who stands up to rebuild with him, he will rebuild, because it's his house. And when we look at what, what he's promised us, remember in Matthew chapter 16 and 18, Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It means that because, he says, I will build my church. And so in this time, when we we, we look at the church, we think everything is in disarray. Don't even think about that, because God is in control. And he knows exactly what he is doing. He is going to build the church, and for those of us that are prepared... To say, yes, God, I am here, and I'm going to build yes. with you. Um, God is going to favor you and have his amen. hand upon you. Amen. In, in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, the promise is that I can do oh. all things yes. through Christ who strengthens me. But there is something that accompanies the promise of God, and that is our purity. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in, in the Beatitudes, it says, the pure in heart. Yes. Shall see God. And how many times within ourselves, I don't know about you, but I many a times I've said, Lord, I want to see your face. Like how Moses, I want to see your face, Lord. I want to hear your voice, Lord. But the only time that can happen is when there's purity in our hearts. And we cannot say it's an impossible thing because we have to deal with our sin. And when we deal with our sin and when we come before God, there's a purity. We don't come before God and we have a veil over us and think that God does not know what's going on. Sometimes we have that false sense to say, you know what, I can hide and I can do this, or I can, I can be in the dark and I can do this, and, and then I can come back to God, and, and then I wonder why things are not going the way that I want it to go. Purity of heart is what God realized, wants from, from us. And then we realize, even in this vision, there's the power of the Spirit of God that is in us. In Zechariah chapter four and verse six, we all know the so, so familiar passage of scripture. It says, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And we're gonna read, I'm gonna read from verse, chapter four and verse one, and it says, and the angel who talked to me came again and awakened me like a man who is awakened out of sleep, and said to me, what do you see? And I said, I see, behold, a lampstand, all of gold, with its bowl on the top of it, and its seven lamps on it, and seven pipes to each of the seven lamps which are on the top of it. And there are two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other on the left side of the bowl. So I asked the angel who talked to me, what are these, Lord? Then the angel who talked to me said, answered to me and said, do you know, not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. Now you can imagine this conversation that's going on between the angel and, and Zechariah at this point. He sees this powerful vision and he doesn't know what it is. When we see something and we don't know what it is, we need to inquire of the Lord. And then he said, the angel says to him, this of the bowl to the candlestick, causing it to yield a ceaseless supply of oil from the olive trees is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel saying, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. There is a continuous flow from the olive trees that will keep the light burning. I want you to know that today. That is the promise of God to us as a church. Is that when we are close to him, there is a continuous flow of oil. We all know about the vision that we had in this church, the prophecy that went out, that this is a house where golden oil will flow. Let us not lose sight of those prophetic impressions that God gave us under this church. We may look here and we may see a few people. On a Sunday, we will not see all of our family gathered. Let us not lose hope of what God has spoken. Because he says, not by my, not by our own strength, not by our own power, but by the spirit of God. Amen. It means that I'm not relying on myself. I'm not worried about what's going on in my head when I'm looking around. Because what we see is not what God sees. Yes. We need to see through his eyes. And through his eyes, he's sees that there is a continuous flow of oil to these candlesticks that will continue to burn. As long as he is in the main focus of this house and our ministry, there will always be light. Yes. Amen. And we will never forget the word that this house is a lighthouse. Amen. And this house has to be a lighthouse, there has to be continuous light. And for there to be continuous light, there is continuous oil. So we will not forget that. And then in verse 7 it says, For who are you, O great mountain before Zerubbabel, had led the return of the exiles from Babylon and was undertaking the rebuilding of the temple? You shall become a plain, and you shall bring forth the finishing gable. Some with the loud shoutings of the people crying, Grace! grace to it it says who are you O great mountain who stands before sometimes that is how we see things in our lives great mountains and what happens when there's great mountains before you you can't see beyond all you can focus is in what's there but the Bible says that because of that continuous flow of oil that mountain will become as a plane. Amen. Amen. Which means that when the mountain is demolished, the, the 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 places become plain. We are able to see ahead. Yes. It says and then it says there there will be a loud shout of grace. as children of God we need to be bathed in the spirit we need to be bathed in the oil we need to have the light of God shining through us at all times irrespective of what and you know sometimes people you may be listening and think how can I have light shining through me when I'm going through so much when I can see so much of darkness all around the Bible says we are more than overcomers and if we understand that the light of God will shine through us irrespective of what. We will will know that we can overcome every darkness. We all know that now we we have this problem with load shedding and that everything just goes dark. And when we have to just, just a flicker of light. It will overcome that darkness. We will be able to see those who are sitting next to us. We will be able to carry that light throughout the house so that we can see where we are walking. The the Bible says that the the word is a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet. It gives us way and shows us where we should be going. And then it goes on and it says, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this house and he shall also finish it. Then you shall know and recognize and understand that the Lord of hosts has sent me. For who despises the days of small beginnings. We all know what a prophetic word this was from the book of Zechariah to us as a house. When we started off our ministry we know what God has spoken to us and he says who despises the days of small beginnings because we can understand when it says that the, the hands that have laid the foundations to the house will be sure to complete it. We don't want to see unfinished business in this house. We don't want us as a, as a people to stand and just to look at what's going on and to say, I was not able to do it because I had, there were certain things that were going through in my life. We have to understand what God has called us to do and in this day and in this age and be obedient to what he has called us to fulfill it. Now I want to read a quote from Charles, uh, Charles Spurgeon. Those of you who know who he is, it, it says, goes like this, it says, It is extraordinary power from God, not talent that wins the day. It is extraordinary spiritual unction, not extraordinary mental power that we need. Mental power may fill a chapel, but spiritual power fills the church. Mental power may gather a large congregation, but spiritual power will save souls. And what we need is spiritual power, You see, we can have plans in our head as to what we want to do. But when we connect to God by His Spirit, then we will know what's on His heart. And sometimes we may go amiss, we may do the wrong things, we may make the wrong decisions because we're thinking up here, this is what I think should be done and should not be done. But God will immediately convict you and bring you back to the place where He wants you to focus on Him completely and make him the center of our lives. Yes. Now, there's the, like I said, there's so much that is in this book. But the the the, the second part of the book of Zechariah speaks about the the coming of the Lord, and it gives us. So, there's so much of words uh, word that is uh, uh, prophesied here that is spoken of in the New Testament concerning the coming of Jesus Christ, and He's preparing these people for which they are rebuilding the temple. To tell them, you're just not doing it for nothing. There is a, the son of God that is coming on the earth that is going to save souls, that is going to save you by the blood that is going to speak about it. But we have to be prepared because there is a day coming when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. Uh And we will be caught up. We don't want to be left behind going through the tribulations and all of those kind of things. We want to be the ones that are first caught up. But the only way that we can do it is if our hearts are pure. The Bible says that and I repeat it. Those that are pure in heart shall see God. We don't want to miss that. And so when we're talking about not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, we need to be people that are living by the Spirit of God. And when we're living by the Spirit of God, God, we will be able to uh, to discern and to know the signs, the times, the coming. The Bible says we don't, no man knows the time nor the hour. But we will be at a, a place where we are so prepared every day. Not to say, oh, we happened quite a long time ago this prophecy. We don't know how long it's going to be. We live our lives. Yeah. When we get old and you know the time for us to get, when we know we're going to die, then we'll. Serve God with all of our hearts. It cannot be like that. In an instant, anything can happen to us. Mm-hmm. And when it does, are we prepared to meet God? Yes. When God, when when there's a, 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 a sound in the clouds, are we prepared to meet God? Mm-hmm. We have to come to that place. It's a reality for us as children of God. What are we doing on the earth today to prepare for His second coming? What are we doing so that the bride of without spot or blemish? Or are we just living our lives just every day we're doing this, we're doing that, we're going to church, we're reading. It's not all about that. But it's about us being preparing ourselves to be without spot or blemish. And it is possible. It is possible if we determine our hearts to do it. I just want to end with a promise that God has given to us to our our young children today. And it's in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 17. And you young people that are sitting here today and those of you that are online, I want you to take this word because when we're at a point of rebuilding and we are at a point of of saying that we as old people, the older generation will not be here for all times. But there needs to be a new generation that will rise up, not when we're gone, while we are here. And this is the promise that God gives you. It says, for how great is God's goodness, and how great is his beauty, and how great is his goodliness. Gray, grain shall make the young men thrive. Grain shall make the young men thrive. You know what grain represents? What, what, did, what is made from grain? Bread. It says bread will make you young men thrive. You need to be full of the word of God that will cause you to thrive. You know, I, I know even when I was growing up as a young girl, it was hard for me to sit with the Bible and read and you know get, get into the word of God because most of the time we don't understand what's going on, but we need to understand. You need to understand today as young people. It says that the, the great young men, it's hard for you to read. I know many of the young men will say, I'm not a person that likes to read. Up until now, uh, uh, Manny says that to me. He says, you know what? I'm not a person that can read a book. But, because I, I, I'm not one to read. But for, we have, you have to determine that you're going to take everything that comes from the word of God. It says, the grain will make you thrive. Then to the young woman, it says, and fresh wine to the maidens, fresh wine represents the anointing. Women of God, young women of God desire the anointing of the Lord in this day and in this age. You know, sometimes we we can become so accustomed just to coming to church and just doing what we do every time, desire the anointing because it is the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. It is the anointing that will guide you. It is the anointing that will give you strength. It is the anointing that will give you direction in your life. When you have major decisions to make as young women, it is the anointing that will give you, or give you the, the, the answers to that which you are looking for. So you young men, grain will make you thrive. Fresh wine well, uh, for the maidens. I am praying and I declare that over you today. That as you grow, you will grow in the Word and you will grow in the anointing. Because we want to be able to know that there is a group, there's young people, there's young men, there's young women that are growing up in this church that we can hand over the battle to them knowing that they are full of the word and full of the anointing. I declare that over your life today. So don't sit around and just say, you know, it it will come in my time. Start now. Start today. Today is the day where you will will say this is what God is, Impr- implanted and imprinted in my heart That I will do this for you So I pray that you are blessed With this series that we did for The past three weeks On, on the arising and rebuilding I'm believing God That there's going, the church is going to be Glorious in these last days That is what we are praying And we're believing And we see seeing through the eyes of God But all he needs is people That will hear the groanings and will arise and say, Lord, here am I. And I want to end with this just as a reminder to you. The Lord remembers to bless at the appointed time. Don't think that you are forgotten. Don't think that God is, that you just pushed aside somewhere. God remembers you. And he will not only remember you, but he will remember to bless you in your appointed time. Not for us to run ahead of God. We may miss the mark. I pray that you will rest. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for this book of Zechariah that teaches us so much. It's so loaded, O God, with prophecy and visions and the coming of the Lord. And I pray that in this day and age, of God, it will awaken us. Awaken us, O God, to the reality that we need to be so aware that as a church, as the body of Christ, we need, O God, to be prepared for your coming. So I thank you for your word that reminded us once again that it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit.